Welcome to the Patriot Cause, Gunnery Sergeant Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps, retired. Do we need to prepare for election night? Does anybody know what happened on July 6th of 2020? The Democrats are delegitimizing the election. Nightmare scenarios and also baseball plays by the rules. Lots of stuff coming to the show tonight, and we're also going to end with a very good bonehead award. The gunny once again says, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Patriots, we have to listen to the truth and pay attention to what is being told to us because it's not hard to understand that the propaganda of the Marxists and the communists is live in this country, specifically in the media. So if you're listening to the mainstream media, I hate to tell you this, but 99% of what they say is fear-mongering and propaganda to get you to believe something that really does not exist. And we're going to talk about that tonight. We need to prepare for the election. Well, do we? What do we need to do? Well, what I'm going to do is present to you an individual that is very well educated, but I think he's wrong as it relates to what's going to happen. And again, I don't want to go into what we would call predictions and so forth. I'm talking about the facts. What is being said that's factual so we can make a bona fide decision on how the country is going towards this election. So without further ado, I'm going to present to you a clip from, needless to say, CNN. Fareed Zachariah is an Indian-American journalist, political scientist, and author. He is the host of the CNN's Fareed Zachariah GPS and writes a weekly paid column for the Washington Post. And what he says is we need to prepare for a deeply worrying scenario on election day. Now imagine what Trump is likely to do this November when his own fate hangs in the balance. Dan Baer of the Carnegie Endowment outlines a frightening and utterly plausible scenario in an excellent article, How Trump Could Refuse to Go. Baer imagines close contests in Arizona and Florida where Republican-controlled governments could argue that the election was marred by irregularities and changed the law to allow themselves to appoint the Republican slate of electors, even though the Democrats might have gotten more votes. In Wisconsin, where state government is divided, Bayer imagines the following sequence of events. The Republican-controlled legislature also moves to change the manner of designating electors and to approve those pledged to Trump. However, the Democratic governor, invoking Wisconsin state law, signs and affixes the state's seal to the slate of electors for Joe Biden, as certified by the State Elections Commission. In Bear's vision, Trump mobilizes his base to go out in protest, tweeting, Thank you, Wisconsin. Don't let your governor rob your president. Is there a way out of this national nightmare? 
Well, two powerful forces could ensure that America, already tarnished by its handling of COVID-19, does not also end up the poster child for dysfunctional democracy around the world. The first is the media. We have to abandon the notion of election night and prepare the public for election month. In fact, states have never certified winners on election night. News organizations tend to do that on the basis of statistical projections. It's time we educate the public to wait for the actual ballots to be counted. The second and decisive force will be John Roberts. If this type of scenario unfolds, it will end up in court. Ordinarily, this would not get to the Supreme Court. The Constitution is crystal clear that it is the states and the states alone that get to determine their electors. But the Supreme Court abandoned its restraint in 2000 with Bush v. Gore. That means a disputed election could quickly move up to the Supreme Court again, where Roberts will be pivotal as both Chief Justice and the swing vote. So it might all come down to this. One man, John Roberts, will have the power to end the looming catastrophe and save American democracy. Patriots, it's real simple. For frog head wings, he wouldn't bump his ass when he jumped. This election process has been around since the country was formed. It is by the people, not by the president of the United States. This is nothing more than fear-mongering and preaching to the American people that the orange man is bad. He's bad. He's a bad, bad... He's a bad, bad guy. Fareed is specifically talking about one man could determine the election of the United States president, specifically Judge, Supreme Court Judge John Roberts. One man is not going to determine this election. The states and the people are the ones that determine this election. What the media is trying to do is they're trying to break out their little crystal ball and look into the future and to see what's going to happen. And every road leads to John Roberts because they're saying that the people cannot determine their future or who their president will be, which is absolutely garbage, complete garbage from the media, as Donald Trump would say, false, false, false. Our elections are determined by the Electoral College, and it doesn't matter how hard the communists and the Marxism in this country works, they are not going to eliminate the Electoral College because the people will not let that happen. It's that simple. The purpose of the Electoral College is so that we can poll the individuals in the different sectors and or states of this country that represents different lifestyles, different ways of living, so that we can live in harmony and equally based upon that environments that we live in. So what he's talking about is saying that it's not going to work. The Electoral College is not right. People can't vote. We have to send it to the judicial system to determine what our outcome is with the president. And finally, what they're saying is the Electoral College is going to be corrupted when it goes to vote. And the states are just going to fall in line with their little Marxist communism ideas and not follow the popular vote within that state. Again, false media, false news. So what happened on July 6th of 2020 when Colorado decided that they can make a determination that the Electoral College or the Electorals 
within their state can just vote to whatever the dictator Democrats say. The Supreme Court came down and ruled that the presidential electors must back their state's popular vote. The issue arose in lawsuits filed by, oh no, Hillary Clinton in Washington state and one in Colorado who refused to vote for her despite the popular vote win in the states. In doing so, they hoped to persuade enough electors in the states won by President Trump to choose someone else and deny Trump the presidency. The federal court appealed in Denver, ruled the electors can vote as they please, rejecting arguments they must choose a popular vote. In Washington, the state Supreme Court upheld a $1,000 fine against the three electors and rejected their claims. In all, there were 10 faithless electors in 2016, including a fourth in Washington and Democrat elector in Hawaii and two Republicans in Texas. So the bottom line, go ahead and try it. The Supreme Court and the Constitution leads this country, not the tyrants of these Democratic states. It's that simple, fear-mongering at its best. So David Harassani of Town Hall gives us an idea of the Democrats' dangerous delegitimization of the election. A recent deep dive in the Washington Post Outlook section. What's the worst that could happen? Exploring various potential outcomes in 2020 presidential election found that in every scenario except the biting landslide or simulation ended catastrophe. According to the Post, any other outcome is destined to spark violence and constitutional crisis. That's the issue. It's not the issue about the election and, and what's going to happen. They don't care what happens. They've already got their mind set up to have violence because they're a bunch of babies that act like three-year-olds. Mine, mine, give it to me. And they act like they got to have everything. And if they don't, they throw fits. That's what this is all about, a fit. Well, let me tell you what, as a Marine gunny, when we had Marines throw fits, we wore these people out, make them understand we don't tolerate fits in the Marine Corps. It's all about teamwork and logic and getting the job done based on facts, of course. So let's go back to 1824. Matt Webb of Town Hall, again, posted in January 1st of 2020. The presidential election of 1824 is by most accounts the craziest election in the history of American politics and is quite possibly the first of many, many times that a Democrat has claimed to have been robbed of a fairly won election. The election featured four candidates, the two most prominent being John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. Well, within general election dust settled, Andrew Jackson had secured both the number of votes, 115K to 113, and the most electoral votes, 99 to 84. At that time, you needed 131 electoral votes were needed to win the Electoral College and to be declared the president. Since none of the candidates secured the necessary votes, the contingency rules by the 12th Amendment of the Constitution took over, throwing the election to the House of Representatives to choose the president of the top three candidates. The games never stop with these people. Well, I hate to tell you, but there's only two candidates. Somebody is going to win 
somebody is going to get the electoral college votes guarantee you. So basically shut your pie hole. You have no idea what you're talking about. All you're doing is putting fear mongering into people going, what if back to the frog in the wings? What if scenarios? And this is the fear mongering that's coming through the media and the absolute Marxism and communism ideas that is being infiltrated into uh, the minds of our people. So the violence is going to continue because after the election night, more than likely President Trump is going to have a lead, a massive lead over the votes that are coming in. And they're going to just say, oh, no, it's wrong. And they're going to fight in the streets. And you never know what's going to happen with these people. However, think about this. If by the evening of the election day, there's no obvious winner, the mail-in ballots still need to be counted. Then we wait until the mail ballots are counted. If by that bedtime in the central zone, Trump leads in person voting in key states and declares victory, then we still wait by mail-in ballots to be counted, although we don't like the mail-in ballot situation. However, we got to wait. And if that takes days or weeks, then it takes days or weeks. But there is a timeline, and we must meet that timeline when the Electoral College people must vote. So let's go over what that timeline is. On November 3rd, 2020, states appoint their electors. So that's when people get appointed as electors for their states. Then we're going to move to December the 8th. Electoral colleges meet before the formal vote. Six days before the Electoral College convenes to vote, Electoral colleges meet on what is known as the safe harbor deadline by which states must certify their results without risking Congress getting involved and re resolving a dispute. Then on January the 6th of 2020 at 1 p.m., January the 6th, Vote count is finalized and the results are certified. So the sitting vice president acting as the Senate president presides over a joint session of Congress to read out loud the certifications cast by the electors in all 50 states. And then finally, on January 20th, the president is inaugurated. So there's a timeline. They can't draw this out forever because by constitution and by rule, we must elect a president. Don't let them fool you. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen in that time frame. William Vogeli is a Claremont Institute senior fellow and a senior editor for the American Mind. And he uses a scenario which I think is great on how to explain this. Democrat senators have now introduced a constitutional amendment that would replace the Electoral College with direct popular election of the president. Their efforts, I believe, deserve to fail. Yes, majority rules in a democratic principle, but two are the elected governor's effectiveness and legitimacy, as well as the nation's domestic tranquility. To argue that all these needs are better served by the electoral college than they would be by direct popular election. Let me pose a question from, well, left field. Should we retroactively declare the New York Yankees winners of the 1960 World Series? The record book says that the New York Yankees opponent, the Pittsburgh Pirates, won the series four games to three. But consider from a different vantage point, 
the Yankees won by a landslide. Over the course of seven games, they scored a total of 55 runs while the Pirates managed only 27. Whatever the differences between sports and politics, they share one feature. It's unfair and illogical to hold competition using one set of rules and then evaluate it after the fact using entirely different rules. This is what they're doing. They want to change the rules in the middle of the game. Having acquired this habit of accepting election results, we should be wary that complacent about losing it. Nationalizing presidential elections render them suspicious to a dangerous kind of majority. One that a system of choosing presidents on the basis of state by state, winner take all election, guards against. Federalized presidential elections under the Electoral College encourage candidates to build broad coalitions of voters. Again, putting a coalition of broad voters in the United States, not the Democrats in the big cities. So when people say your vote doesn't count, it does count. It counts in your state compared to the people that are in your state. And then that vote, that coalition of votes is put into an electoral college to represent you in your state for the person that you want to lead this country. So I'm going to tell you how I feel. I feel we're secure. We're a country. We have the Constitution. We have law. And that law is going to win in the end. And these communists and these Marxists and these people rioting in the street with all this violence is proven absolutely nothing. 2016, remember when the media said, hey, we're going to walk away with this. And then they started crying on TV, crying on TV in front of the nation. Absolutely unbelievable. So that's just going to bring us right into the bonehead of the war when we're talking about crying and people that just say and do stupid things. This is a good one. You're going to hear from Maya Wiley, an American civil rights activist and former board chair of the New York City Civil Compliant Review Board, an individual that has no idea no knowledge whatsoever of what she's talking about. And this is the people they put on the false fake media. I want to start with you. We've got two different things going on. We've got the continued threat of outside interference, whether it's actual physical interference or uh, through influence uh, campaigns. And then we've got the president who is warning us that mail-in balloting is uh, is illegitimate. It's, uh, it's subject to fraud and suggesting uh, really in advance that in 102 days he may not accept the result. Well, the thing that is very clear about Donald Trump is that he will lie, cheat and steal to win an election. We already know that. We had an impeachment process with even Republicans acknowledging that the president had done wrong by seeking outside foreign investigations of his opponent, Joe Biden, in order to sully Joe Biden's reputation. We've got the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. Uh, and, and we know that one of the things he was trying to do was prevent 
the public disclosure of Stormy Daniels' story about him, we know from the Robert Mueller report that he was eager. We have witnesses who have testified in court that he was eager uh, and before Congress that he was eager to know when more emails were going to be dumped by WikiLeaks on Hillary Clinton. And we also know that he has lied about voter fraud and mail-ins are just the most recent. Remember, he had to fold on his in his poker bluff around uh, voter fraud when he established a commission shortly after his presidency. But all of this was to serve Donald Trump, who, not the U.S. Constitution, and remember that Donald Trump only won this election, not by popular vote in 2016, but because of an electoral college. He only won the electoral college by a mere 73,000 votes. So what happens now and whether he can undermine a vote count is absolutely about helping Donald Trump lie and steal his way, potentially through our democracy. So let me just tell you exactly what this bonehead individual said to the layman people out there. Impeachment didn't happen. Hush money, nothing to do with election. Robert Mueller, email crap again. Voter fraud proven. Donald Trump won. Get over it. Bonehead. I want to thank each and every one of you patriots for listening to The Gunny. And what I have done over the last few weeks is I have switched and started doing all my research using DuckDuckGo because Google has proven time and time again you're not going to get the truth. You're going to get pages and pages of links of lies and deception and they're absolutely buried in this Marxism in this communism. Finally, I would like to leave you with this. Conventionofstates.com is our ability as citizens to form self-governance and to amend the Constitution, which is necessary to control the federal government. So I ask that you go out and check out the conventionofstates.com. Also, if you're a veteran, go to vitalamerica.org. Vital America is putting together organizations within the states where veterans can lead that state to help train, educate, and teach everyone in their state about the Constitution and the liberties that we have and why we have to fight all the way down to the local areas about this Marxism and communism that is within our country. Also, if you have not left Twizzler and false book, I highly recommend you do that and get on parlor so you can get the truth when it comes to understanding what's going on in our country and during this election cycle. With that, it's real simple. Stand up, show up, and speak up. This is the Gunny Out.